Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Getting you ready for all of Sunday's betting action. This is Sunday Bet Prep on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin our number two of Sunday Bet Prep. Dave Ross, Will Hill coming at you here. Of course, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Will, when you came to Vegas, uh, I remember you being a rather tall man. Now, look, most people are tall by comparison to me because I'm just not that tall. How tall are you, sir? What is no, your... right, around, right around six feet. We have a tall roster. I don't think people you know, watching and listening appreciate it. I mean, Tim Murray, humans, uh, Stormy's tall. I think JVT's pretty tall. We got a... Uh, we could grab some rebounds. We would, if we had to take on some of these other networks, we might do okay. Yeah, kind of like uh, like we saw in Anchorman. Like if we had to go toe to toe with other sports gambling networks, we've got a roster. I would be deep on the bench before you guys got to me. Uh, but that brings me to our guest, JVT. You can follow him on X as I do at me, JVT. Uh, now the co-host with. The aforementioned Tim Murray on Veasan Primetime. That is weeknight, six to nine p.m. Eastern. He's a tall fellow. That Tim Murray is. JVT is a basketball aficionado yourself. How would you how would you go up in one on one against your new co-host? Would you take him to the to the deep paint here, or would you try to get separation and knock down Jace? I mean, I don't think I can do either. I'm not super <laughs> athletic, so I, I guess maybe in my my younger days, my skinnier days, I'd be able to do. I, I think I'd try to blow by him, but I think right now. I think Tim would probably be like a minus 550 favorite. That might be putting a light league in. <laughs> yeah, Tim, you got to check out the show. Tim, you know, it's, he doesn't look it because he's sitting down until he stands up. And you go, oh, my God. Yeah, you can see why he played college basketball. Hey, yeah, it was a T3 guy, a yeah. Moscow mule, right, or yeah, something like that. exactly. So, Timmy, yeah, check out the show. It's a great show uh, now debuting this past week, going into week two with a JVT. We were talking about, Will and I, about some teams that we – might think are dead in the second half of the season, but I want to get your analysis on it. Those two teams that we just discussed were the Lakers and the Sixers. Obviously, for the Sixers, it, it's all dependent on Joel Embiid if he can come back. With the Lakers, like Will was pointing out, they don't have injuries to really blame. This is just kind of who they are. So if this is who they are, should that be the bigger concern for the Lakers going forward? 
whoa, whoa, Gabe Vincent's just chopped liver, huh, Will? Like, what's going on here? No, I, I would agree with you. Like, you, the fact that you've gotten as much as you have out of LeBron James and Anthony Davis and you're still well into the play-in just speaks to how limited this team is. And, you know, I, guys, I keep saying it, which is they ran back a play-in team and, mm. and we're shocked that they're back in the play-in. Like, this is what they were last year. And the difference this year is – I don't think the bracket's going to break nicely for them. People forget how injured Memphis was going into that first-round series. They had overwhelming size against a really small Golden State team. The teams in front of them now are just so much better this season that there's not going to be this run to a Western Conference Finals yet again. Now, I hesitate to say that they're dead because they have LeBron James, right? And that's always going to be a plus. But if we're talking about making a run to to get into that 7-8 range, you know, to have a, a, a two shots at a play-in, I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, and I don't think that they have a ton of upward mobility if they make it out of the play-in somehow. So I would agree with the sentiment that I just don't find them to be threats. I guess it's just, you know, dead is subjective. What do we mean by that? Yep. Uh, but, I, but I don't view them as, as a threat at all to win a Western Conference or to win an NBA Finals, no. Yeah, I actually played them to miss the playoffs just because of all those sure. reasons. I think they're going to be in the 10 and you're going to be looking at two road games. But a team that I don't want to say they're dead, but I'm ready to rule this trade a failure. We're getting to that point. The Phoenix Suns, when you trade everything you did for Kevin Durant at his age, it is about winning a championship, not just make you know winning a round, winning two. Uh, they're another team that's going to be in the play in here. Is there a path where Phoenix gets out of this and they're holding up a trophy this year, next year? Or is this the point where, hey, they gave up a lot for Durant and it's just not going to work out? No, I think it's a little much to saying that they're going to be dead here because for first off, well, they're only a half game out uh, from the sixth seed, right? So it, it was a it was a big loss to Dallas the other day, uh, but they still have some room to get out of the play and with plenty of road space, right, to get out. I would also say second, and I think the trade that really didn't work out is Bradley Beal, right? Bradley Beal's only played 30 games so far this season. They've played, what, 58 or somewhere in that range. When Beal's on the floor, guys, they're incredible. With Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, they got a plus 12 net rating. They got an offensive rating of over 130. They're awesome. It's just that Beal has not been healthy. And, you know, missed time again now with this hamstring injury. If he's not going to be healthy, Will, then I would buy into the sentiment that, like, I agree with you. Like, you, you, their whole thing is just outscoring teams. And they're actually solid defensively, but they're sound in scheme. They're not, like, overtly physical that they're going to shut any team down. So they're going to be okay, but they're just not going to physically overwhelm anybody. So then when you get into the playoffs, that's going to be a little bit of a problem. And if your whole thing is going to be, all right, we just got to outscore every single one of our opponents. Well, if your third best guy is not going to be out there all the time, you're really going to be up against it. So if you tell me now that Bradley Beal is going to be healthy and he's going to give them a vast majority of the rest of these regular season games to be healthy in the postseason, I think they'd be a threat for a couple of these teams. But I think in general, they have a shelf, a short shelf life because needing to outscore your opponents every single game is not a recipe for winning best of seven series consecutively, right? Not one, two, three, and four. So I think I would buy that overall and just that unless you're getting some Herculean effort from Kevin Durant over the course of this postseason, it's possible, but it's very, very minimal in terms of the probability. Uh, JVT, I'm looking at the Celtics. They get another win today against the yep. Knicks. We know how injury riddled the Knicks are right now. They're plus $1.15 to win the East. The Bucks are the next betting favorite at 3-1, to one, and I don't know how many people are jumping on the, the Doc Rivers Express. And then the Knicks at 8-1. to one. Is it clearly that demarcation line or – we throw out another team that happened to win the East a year ago. The Miami Heat, they're fighting again these no. days. Jimmy no. Butler's talking a big game, right? Hey, we'll beat no. those guys again if we play. Like, are they getting any mojo down there in South Beach? 
Dave, I like you. Stop. <laughs> like, congratulations on, on beating the New Orleans Pelicans um, and, and telling them that you're going to beat them again. Yes, you are. You're right. Congrats on being better than a five seed. It's been absolutely spectacular. Uh, here's the thing. I mean, I thought you were going to go somewhere else. I think the team you're looking at is none of the teams that you mentioned. It's Ooh. Cleveland. Wow. If Cleveland Cleveland right now is in control of the two seed. They have a game lead over Milwaukee. But, guys, the probability of them winning the two seed is very high. They've got a the pretty decent schedule to work with as they move down the stretch. And the fact, Dave, that they can get the two seed, avoid Boston until an Eastern Conference Finals, like theoretically, that I think is the juiciest aspect of all of this. They're playing very good basketball. Donovan Mitchell's missed the last two games because he's been sick. Uh, but once he comes back, this is a team that has been playing the best basketball outside of the Los Angeles Clippers since the start of December. So I think that Cleveland is where you're kind of looking here at this point right now because they have a high chance of getting this two seed. And if they do, that is a very favorable path to, at the very least, getting to an Eastern Conference Finals against who we would assume to be the Boston Celtics. Yeah, well, they're 10-1, to 1, by the way, Cleveland, to win the East where the Heat are plus 950. So to JVT's point, that would seem to make more sense once they get fully loaded here uh, with the Heat now uh, just being a little bit shorter side there at plus 950. Very quickly tomorrow, uh, we do have the Sixers uh, playing at home. And again, we kind of talked about them a little bit. Is this a team that without Embiid, are they hard to bet in your estimation these days? I believe catching four at home tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you're looking at this right now. I think uh, I don't have my notes in front of me, but I think we're about like three and 10 ATS in the last 13 games, yep. uh, which uh, without Joel Embiid, uh, they are the uh, worst defensive team in the NBA in this time that he's been uh, without him or yeah, within the time they've been without him. And I'm surprised because uh, one faraway spot opened up bucks minus six. We're down to four and a half. And mm. that's where the market is opening uh, across the board. Seems pretty light. And Giannis is on the injury report, but he's listed as probable. Now, for the Bucs, they've played a lot of games, and Giannis has missed quite a few games in his career. as listed as probable before. But if you're going to tell me that Giannis is going to play here, I'm surprised that the number is as short as it is. And as I say that, it bumps up to five. So uh, I think that this is going to be one where you're you're laying it with Milwaukee. This uh, 76ers team, guys, not very good along the perimeter defensively. Uh, they are a very poor rebounding team as well. You saw that against the New York Knicks. I think that this is going to be one where Milwaukee, after a really good effort the other night, right, yesterday against Minnesota, they're going to be able to have some success here. So I wouldn't be surprised if this closes a little bit closer to the overnight that we saw uh, overseas, which was about six. JVT, Oklahoma City. We know the future's bright. We yeah. know they have young players. We know they have picks. Forget all that. Can they win the title this season? Ooh. I mean, I think you can when you have a an individual player, right, Will, that's as good as Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and when you have a team that is good and sound defensively the way that they are. Uh, you know, Jalen Williams is a very good player, could make all defense. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, I think, still leads the league in steals. He's, a, he's actually a great two-way player. And you are very well coached. Mark Dagnall one of the smartest coaches that's out there and brilliant at making adjustments. The other day against the Clippers, guys, Clippers have a pretty strong second quarter. I think it's like a one or two-point game at halftime. Well, guess what happens? Mark Dagnall goes, all right, Josh Giddy, you're going to you're gonna hit the bench. We're going to put another floor spacer out there because now all of a sudden they can't play off of you. They can't just play their big, big in the paint. And what happens? Floor opens up immediately, and they start cooking the Los Angeles Clippers. So I think that they're a well-coached team, and they have good individual players. Will I worry about their ability to consistently rebound? I think some of these good big teams are going to be able to crush them on the glass and eventually win out in some of these series. But when you have a player like Shea Gilders-Alexander, guys, think about the runs that we've seen in the last few years. We saw Miami. We saw Atlanta. We saw Dallas. All of these teams made it to a, a conference finals because they had good individual play from some of their players. I, I think that that's perfectly plausible for a team that's better than all of those ones that we mentioned in their respective years to make it. So I don't think it would be out of this world, Will, at all, if they eventually win it. I think it's unlikely. 
But I think, obviously, it wouldn't shock me at all if you were to tell me right now that they end up winning the whole thing. The reigning defending champion Nuggets tomorrow are going to be at Golden State uh, to take on the Warriors. They're laying a point on the road. Warriors feel like one of those teams that I don't know what to make of them if they can uh, get into the second season as well. Do you like them tomorrow, and do you like them long-term to get into the postseason to make some noise? Yeah, Dave, they've, they've been the team that if anybody's asked me, like, hey, like, I don't have a future, what would you do? Um, it would be Golden State to win the Western Conference if you want, like, a juicy little thing here. Uh, look, since Draymond Green's come back from his suspension, guys, they're 10-5 and five straight up, 11-4 and four against the spread. They're well inside of the top 10 in both offense, defense, and net rating in that time. Uh, they're starting to figure out their lineups. Klay Thompson coming off the bench. Pajemski's playing well. And remember, Chris Paul's coming back at some point, too. So this team is actually starting to find its form. I think we kind of forget how shorthanded they were for a really long time, whether it be suspension or injury. So I would say big picture, Dave, absolutely. In this game here against Denver, I want to make sure you have clarity on the injury report with what's going on because you have a couple of guys listed as questionable. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Jamal Murray, both questionable here for the Denver Nuggets. So you want clarity there. But if they're not going to play, I think Golden State, the way that they're playing right now, it's hard to turn them down, especially if we're talking about a small underdog at home. Uh, very good advice for the NBA action tomorrow and beyond. Again, check him out uh, weeknights with Tim Murray. And our advice to you would be just bully him a little bit, JVT, down around. If you got to, just forearm shivers to Tim. He's still a little bit slight, even in his, his big well, height. Right now, I'm going to go. Uh, it's chest day today. I'm trying to look like Will Hill. So uh, maybe if I beef up a little bit more, I'm going to get there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say flop, flop like your boy Harden. <laughs> Yeah. So you got to go. Thanks, JVT. We appreciate it. Come on back. You got a lot more to get to in the NBA and beyond as we continue Sunday Vet Prep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.
This is Sunday Bet Prep on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We continue Sunday Bet Prep. Dave Ross, Will Hill coming at you here. Will, are you are you nervous yet about the end of the show for Defend Your Tweet? Because again, you don't know. Oh, no, I, I, I'd forgotten about it, but now I am nervous. Yes, now I'm nervous. Again. No, you, yeah, you seem you seem terrified. So again, at the end of the show, people, if are you, you nervous? I'm a little nervous. Because okay. this is your idea, you shouldn't be nervous. If you were nervous, you shouldn't have come up with this. Was- yeah, I, but I, I like that. I like to be on the oh, okay. like like Top Gun, like flies by the seat of his pants. Kind of like that, you know, that feel. So, again, in case you missed the top of the show, shame on you. Uh, use the hashtag Defend Your Tweet. Uh, again, Sunday Bet Prep. Use that hashtag as well. Get at me. Get at Will. Get at Dan Moneyline Miller, our esteemed producer. Dan is going to be picking tweets that we do not have. We well, Obviously, we know them because we, we tweeted them. But we don't know which tweet Dan is going to then put up for you, the viewing public. And then you and I will then have to defend said tweet. Like, What's the most outlandish thing, like, sports take you've had on there? Have you said something ridiculous, like Joel Embiid should still be the MVP or something like that? Definitely not that. <laughs> um, I, I will say, since we're doing this segment going forward, I'm going to be a little more conscious of <laughs> the things I throw out there. Sometimes I'm just trolling. Sometimes yeah. I'm, like, subtweeting my friends where I'm saying something, knowing they're going to see it, and it's just a way to mess with them. So maybe that's uh, – you know, that that's built in sometimes, but I don't have anything where I'm like terrified of it. So I'll be, I'll be okay. What, like, how about you? What up? I, what I you know there's one and I don't know which one he picks. So I don't want to say it cause I don't want to, you know, uh, alter the judging. The yeah. I don't, the judge, yeah. judge and jury. I want them to be independent. I put one out about the Cowboys. That's all I'll say. And then oh. I thought the people are going to have no chance. Something like that. Oh, I'm sure I put something out like that. I, <laughs> I don't know how far back Dan's going to go. But, you know, I, I like, by the way, I'm a big fan of trolling Will Hill on X. Not By the way, at not the Will Hill. Fantastic follow there. You make me laugh a lot on X. Okay, uh, by the way, a great conversation with JVT in the last segment. We're going to have Ryan Hollins, former NBA baller extraordinaire now, uh, does some fine work with the Houston Rockets, so we'll talk more NBA with Ryan. I always love getting a player's perspective on what he's going to see in the second half of the season as well. But we kind of touched upon it a little bit in hour number one. I want to get back to it, and this is almost like the, the scary teams in the NCAA tournament. Now, we talked about what we think is, we perceive to be the big three, and that, of course, is Uh, UConn, Purdue, and Houston. If we had to go down a little bit and say, what team's really scary? I mean, obviously, those are three solid number one seeds. But I'm looking for, I don't know that we can identify an FAU like last year, right? I mean, those are, I don't know how many people could see that coming. We saw that that was a good quality basketball team with a lot of seniors on it. So going into the tournament, you said, all right. But I believe believe they were an eight seed last year eight or nine i gave i gave them out on Vison at 40 to one to make the final four before the tournament no big deal what yeah you gave, you know what? i wasn't with you yes you gave yes. out the 40 yeah, to bracket. 40 to one to make the final four on uh the beating the book megapod i had them and that megapod it was me gil todd wishnev todd listen to this todd had yukon over san diego state in the final and i had fau in the final four it's still on the uh, if you go back and listen it's actually worth a, a re-listen just because it's so bizarrely like gil was at some point like are you guys serious with these picks and uh he had michigan state i think anyway it was just all crazy stuff and it all got home so uh we'll, we'll be doing the megapod again in a month or so and it's going to be hard to live up to that one that that's that's for the books. So, like, if you pick a team and they lose in the first round and somebody tweets at you, just say, hey, go back and look last year, genius. 
because that's that's really as good as it gets. You know, it's funny. One of the teams in there that uh, of like the top five teams that I wouldn't want to play if I'm one of those big three that we talked about. And you'll be looking in the bracket. You'll be searching these teams out and go, oh, man, we might face them in the second or third round. It is Sparty. It is T to the Izzo. And I know it's it's kind of a tried and true Marchism, if you will, that you just don't want to play Tom Izzo in March. But I feel like I had a recent setback uh, this week. But until then, I'd won five in a row, starting to play really good physical Tom Izzo-type teams. And like a classic Izzo team, they peak at the right times. Like sure. if I was one of those teams, Will, Michigan State might be on that short list of what, eight, nine seeds that you don't want to face if you're a number one. And I think they're a little higher in Kenpom than you think. I figured it was 15 or 20, which oh. I'll, I'll only look at these every couple of weeks. I don't, I know people just sort of swear by it and they're like, oh, Kenpom has this, Kenpom has it. It gets, you know, it's a little repetitive for content because Ken, the, the line's usually going to be where, where Kenpom has it. So I don't know that there's an edge there. But yeah, Michigan State, always dangerous with Izzo. I certainly understand that. If we're talking to win a title, like this team, I don't know if they qualify as a sleeper. They Let, let me ask you, if they were 50-1 to one on Tuesday and they're 30, what's called 30-1, to 35-1 to one now, is that a sleeper still? I would still say it's long enough shot that I would say that's still a sleeper. If you were at 50 not that long ago, now you're still in the 30s, yes, I think that still qualifies. Creighton at 34 to one, wow. somewhere around there. Creighton's a good team. And now I actually don't like the matchup against St. John's. I think off a big emotional win against UConn, they shot the three really well. St. John's a desperate team fighting for any chance to, uh, to get back on the bubble. Uh, obviously a lot of harmony there with Rick Pitino and those players. They love him and he loves them. It's a very uh, sweet situation mm. uh, at St. John's, but uh, I think Creighton's really good on offense. They just a uh, good shot diet, everything around the rim, three pointers, they can shoot it. They were close last year. They got a tough call at the end of what was it, San Diego State in the Elite Eight. But to me, Creighton at 34 to one, like that's, I think for value wise, if I'm looking at something out of the the top few seeds, the Arizonas, Houston's, Yukons, Creighton would be one. I, I, again, that's not a sleeper because that's not like a double digit seed. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for like a deep deep sleeper, uh, St. Mary's is really good. They control the pace. They play good defense. I know a lot of people probably haven't seen them because they're on the you know, West Coast Conference. Uh, they're they're late at night. They're not on mainstream TV. A lot of games are on ESPNU or ESPN2. They play that weird WCC schedule. Where it's late Thursday night, late Saturday night. Most people are asleep or don't watch them. St. Mary's is really good. I would not be shocked if that's like an Elite Eight Final Four team again. Got to see the bracket. Got to see the odds, mm-hmm. things like that. But I like that St. Mary's team a lot. 70-1 to one to cut down the nets if you're St. Mary's. Michigan State, the team I mentioned, 55-1. to one. Another team that I don't think we take seriously. And then, they, you know, after sweeping Arizona, they lose today. If you can believe that to Arizona State, that's Washington State. The Cougs are 100 to 1, right? But they feel like the type of team that you wouldn't want to play. I don't, I don't know if they can get to a Final yeah. Four, but just ugly it up, muddy it up, not sexy, physical, bore you to death. That's another type of team I wouldn't want to play come tourna- tournament time. Yeah, and what's great now is there's so many options. There's so many markets. Like, hey, I like this team, but I don't think they can win it all. You can bet them to make a Final Four, mm-hmm. make, make a Sweet 16, make an Elite Eight. You can basically play whatever instinct, play whatever uh, feeling you have on a team and, and just find the market for it. It's not just – it used to be just, hey, they're going to win it all or you can't really bet them. Now there's so many options. DraftKings does a great job. All these different books offer great jobs of playing this uh, a bunch of different ways. Who's going to win the region? Who's going to make the Sweet 16? So – should be fun, man. It's the best. It's really, uh, we, you could sit here and have a good discussion about what's the best time of the year. I oh. love October with postseason baseball, all the football, all the college football. But March, once you start really conference tournament to uh, to that first week 
of the NCAAs. There's just so many games on all day, all night. Uh, there's so much fun. I really love conference tournament week into NCAA tournament week. If it's not the best sports time of the year for me, it's not far behind. It's really top two or three. It might be number one, though. It's a great time of year. Washington State is 20 to 1 to make the Final Four. Okay. Uh, Michigan State's 14 to 1 to make the Final Four. So, again, these are teams that Will and I were just saying that you wouldn't want to face. Don't know that they're they're good enough to to win what seven games and cut down the nets and all that's depending on if you have to play a play in whatever. Sure. Uh, to me, these are teams that are still would would be dangerous out there. Uh, we saw Gonzaga doesn't feel like the the normal Gonzaga team that we've seen in no. the years past. They're eighteen to one to make the Final Four. When you've seen them, are you what what do you make of Mark Few's bunch? I agree, they're not a vintage Gonzaga team. I mean, we're used to talking them as a one or a two seed. That being said, that win in Kentucky two weeks ago, yeah. at the time, we didn't really think much of it. We were like, oh, man, Kentucky stinks. They're not playing any defense. That that looks a lot better. I know Kentucky stubbed their toe against LSU, but Kentucky's played well here. Really played well against Ole Miss. Won at Auburn. Killed Bama. That win in Lexington all of a sudden looks a little more impressive. So, again, that's another team Ken Palm kind of likes. I think they're either 15 or 20. I'm getting confused what number they're on. But that's a team. They're, uh, they got a shot. Yeah, and, and that's it's weird team this year for Gonzaga because they don't have kind of the name recognition that we've seen oh. in years past with star power that Mark Few has uh, on his traditional. There's really no stars in college. I mean, there's Edie, and other than that, these kids come and go so quickly. Again, when we when when I was a kid, when you were a kid, like in the '90s, you could name like starting oh fives of these teams. You got to know these kids. These kids are so in and out. It's just like there is no star. Like UConn's the best team. I guess Klingon would be the face of their team, but it's not like these teams have stars. Almost the coaches are the stars of these teams. No question about it. And, and by the way, it, it, it might be a star that's on the hot seat now. Tony Bennett was a star at UVA as they win a national championship. And also the year before they won the national champion, the championship, they were the first team as a one seed to lose to a 16. So we're talking about one seed losing to a 16, then winning the national championship uh, the next year. Now they're 25 to one to, to make it to a final four. I mean, do we look at Virginia and just go, they just can't score, man. Can't and I know that they couldn't score back then. And somehow they won a national championship. That's the amazing thing here to me is that you just look at this team and you go, how did they ever pull off what they pulled off? Them and Iowa football should just go find a field somewhere and play against each other and just leave the rest of us alone. <laughs> it's not fun to watch. I'm sorry. I, and I'm a big fan, obviously, of UVA and Tony Bennett and what they've accomplished, but it's just not aesthetically pleasing to the eye. 25 to 1, that's not long enough for me uh, to make that wager that they can make a run all the way to the final four. Okay, when we come back, Ryan Hollins is going to join the program next. Come on back. Sunday Bet Prep continues. This is Sunday Bet Prep on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VSIN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns of every single game. Visit VEASAN.com slash pro to subscribe today. That's VSIN.com slash pro. Speaking of pros, it is a pleasure to be joined not only by Will Hill as we continue Sunday bet prep, but to have Ryan Hollins, of course, former NBA star and now NBA analyst for the Houston Rockets. Follow him on X 
at the Ryan Hollins. Ryan, great to have you on the program. Uh, you've been up close and personal with the Rockets. They feel like a spunky bunch, maybe starting to turn the corner. Don't know if the playoffs are in the cards this year in the offing in the Western Conference, but what do you make of where Houston finds themselves now as we get to the second half of this NBA season? Man, they got a tough schedule, and, uh, you know, our, our Rockets are really in a make-or-break part. Uh, three of the next four games are going to be against uh, against the Suns, so <laughs> glad the Rockets were able to take care of business at home because you got to see them back to back on their home turf. And the Rockets, the one thing they've got to find a way to do down the stretch is win games on the road. But I, I don't think all is lost. But the Rockets are a very unique team. Um, I got arguably in my mind the best coach in the league in Ime Udoka, and a team that can put it together and get hot. But there's a, a, a number of questions that have to be had, but I think there's a, there, the Rockets are a team that in any given night can go pound for pound with the league's best. Ryan, let's stick with the, the Suns because for a team with Durant, a team that made that kind of trade, it feels like they fly under the radar a little bit. They never seem to have their guys. Uh, just give me your thoughts on the Suns. Do you think this is a legitimate title contender or is it just too far-fetched to imagine them being healthy for four rounds come playoff time? No, the Suns are definitely uh, a, a title contender. And the reason is when you have guys – you have scoring. So when you get deep into the playoffs, you know, what happens is everybody knows your plays. They know your sets. They know your tendencies. And you got you need guys that can go out and make plays. So I think the Suns are in a situation where once they get into the playoffs, man, they're going to be a hard out. They just have to make sure they defend. And then obviously Bradley Bill being healthy is probably arguably the biggest component. But they're going to have a chance because – if it's my one-on-one -on -one versus your one-on-one, -on -one, they may have the best three in the league in that regard. You know, Ryan, I look at, by the way, Suns 9-1 to one to win the Western Conference. They are the fifth betting choice there in the West. The Clippers are nipping at the heels of the Nuggets, who, of course, is the reigning defending champion, still are the favorites to get out of the West for a second straight year. But I want to talk about the Clippers and the resurgence they've had. And I, I don't know, did you see it working when the trade was officially uh, for James Harden to get out there to LAC? And if so, why do you think it's working so well now? Well, you know, with all due respect, we, we ended up playing the Clippers the first game that Russ went to the bench. And it's not that Russ is a bad player. It's just Russ and James, they can complement each other but not playing with each other in the lineup. Russ can push tempo. James can score. James can also pass. There's just such unique players where you want them to be in positions where they can really run a team. So um, it's got a unique, a very unique team. Obviously, even more predominant than Russ and James is Kawhi Leonard being healthy. Mm. But, man, I, I, I'm telling you, the, the Clippers are a team that I really like, man. There's, I mean, there's more parity in the league than we've ever had. But um, when we played them and saw the way that they were able to put things together, the Norman Powell playing excellent. Uh, they got depth with, with Zubac and Plumlee, you know, at center and Tice. They they have pieces, man, that are that are extremely scary. And I think... A lot of people forget how good James Harden is, but now you're not, you know, you're not putting the stress on James Harden. This may be, you know, you may argue to say this is one of the best shots that James Harden has won, had at maybe winning a championship, even more so than he had with the Nets, even more so in Philly. And I mean, I think, man, he had great, great teams in Houston, but 
if they can put it together, the star power is there. It's just, hey, are the Clippers too old? Are they going to be healthy? Um, what are they going to look like down the stretch, man? But they, they have a, a very legitimate chance over there. Ryan, how about the Nuggets? It's not unusual for a team to win the championship and sort of pace themselves the following year. Do you think that's what's going on? Do you think they're not as good as next year? Would they still be your favorite to come out of the West? Uh, what about Denver here for a few minutes? I, th- I think the thing with Denver is um, it's all about Jokic. Nikola has to see the drive and the focus for him to go and be great because he's just a, he's such a matchup nightmare, and he really makes that engine go. And they're going to have to find a way to just have everybody playing at, a, at an extremely high level. So it's just really the motivation from Jokic to step in and, and, and play because, you know, when he puts his mind to it, um, he, he can beat his one-on-one matchup. And then now you, got, you go to help in a league that is all, predominantly switches everything. And he just blows up your game plan, man. And then he passes. They play extremely hard. So, you know, they do all the right things. And obviously, you know, just Jamal Murray, you know, playing at a high level takes them to the next level because Jokic can kind of get it done without Jamal. And not that you don't need Jamal, but Jokic is just that darn good that he can elevate everybody else. So um, he he really has a, a, a way of manipulating defenses that, I mean, LeBron does it. Magic Johnson. I mean, like, like we gotta, like, like it. it we're really splitting hairs. Steph Curry don't manipulate defense. He's just so dynamic with his scoring. But the way Jokic can manipulate defenses, man, it is hard to ever count him out. And and again, that's why there's so much parity in the league. Enjoying our conversation with Ryan Hollins uh, now after his NBA career, doing a fine job covering the Houston Rockets as an analyst there. I want to ask you about a team that it just intrigues me for many different reasons, Ryan. And you know how this works. The Heat get in a fight with the, with the New Orleans, and then Jimmy Butler comes out afterwards and says, that, you know, that's fine. We'll beat them again, you know, both fighting and on the court. Are the Heat ready to make another run? I don't think anybody saw them going all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals uh, or winning the East last year and then getting to the, uh, to the NBA Finals. But, but they just seem to have something that, like, a chip on their shoulder. I don't know if that's from Coach Spo. What do you make of the Heat this year? Because they've underachieved to this point, but maybe they're ready to, to take a step. Yeah, heat, heat culture is always there. And when it's playoff time, nobody wants to compete against them because they grab, they, they hold, they're physical. Uh, they know who they are. And the thing for Jimmy Butler is just being essentially being healthy. But, uh, man, the, the Heat are, are a team you do not want to end up matching up with. And foes a mastermind when it comes to game plans offensively and defensively. Uh, you know, really going at you, but um, they're they're always going to be that tough out. And Tyler Hero, we saw him this season, man. He's been lights out, and he just he's continued to get better and better, and and, and honestly bounce back. But uh, for Hero, man, hitting that deep three, getting in the lane, throwing a floater, I think he's passing and playmaking much better. Then I've seen him before, and obviously we know what Bam Adebayo brings to the table. So they're a team that didn't really really make any major moves at the deadline other than getting Terry Rozier, but they're still a team, man, that you don't want to match up and see because of that toughness, because of discipline, and because Spo is just really creating a, a, a legacy over there. Ryan, the winner of the Eastern Conference, would you take the Celtics or would you take the field? No, i take the Celtics, man. 
Um, they're moving different. Terrence, like when you go into Boston this year, there's just a buzz in the air and in the feel, and they are they are dominant, man. And I think I'm, I'm extremely impressed because Porzingis is playing at a high level, um, being healthy. He he he, not just his shooting, but he's such a big guy, man. He can really contest the rim. Um, there there there's a difference there. And then Drew Holiday is the perfect guy because. He don't mind if he just comes out and plays defense all game long. Doesn't mind if he needs to score. Um, he just does his job. And then Derek White, man, like that dude is, he's he, he's playing some of the most complete basketball that I've seen from a role player in a very long time, man. He's just, he's phenomenal, man. It is scary the way that Derek White's playing because it's just, it's all in the flow. It's all in the system. It's kind of whatever you need. So um, Boston is scary. Uh, and then you got, you know, just, you know, you can slide out four or five, you know, six, eight guys that can score, defend, do multiple things. The versatility uh, from Boston really ends up being a nightmare. Only have about 45 seconds. Are they going to give Nikola Jokic the uh, back-to-back MVP or give him the, the MVP that he didn't get last year to, to Embiid? Man, um, he very well could because Embiid was missing those games. That was a headache. I thought he was a front runner easily. Uh, for MVP, he actually got better. A lot of times, those MVPs end up getting better. But Jokic, man, you're gonna look at that stat line for the rest of Jokic's career while he's in his prime, he could win MVP every time. And I think it's, it's honestly, it, it really comes down to voters' fatigue. But he's gonna be right there. Ryan, we really enjoyed the conversation, man. Have another great call with the Rockets as the season continues, and you're welcome to join the program anytime. All right, guys. There he is, everybody. Ryan Thanks, Hollins. Ryan. Give him a follow on X at the. Ryan Hollins. Okay, when we come back, let's take a look at the slate tomorrow and see if we have any numbers that we like associated with college hoops. That's next here on Sunday Bet Prep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. 
Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. This is Sunday Bet Prep on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no-sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet happens to lose. Download the app. Use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown, could be all yours. Back alongside Will Hill, Dave Ross here with you. Had a really interesting conversation in the last segment uh, with Ryan Hollins, of course, former longtime NBA player, now doing color analyst uh, work for the Houston Rockets, a team that, as he said, they're kind of competitive every night. Don't know that they can make a run to, to make it to the postseason. We, we talked about the West a little bit, and I do want to talk a little college, or excuse me, a little NBA, too, if we can stay on that uh, stream of thought for, for some of these games tomorrow on a Sunday. But... Those are the when you get down to those nine, ten seeds, and whether it's going to be for the play-in, Golden State, Lakers, Phoenix, uh, Sacramento, I believe right now is slated as the seven. It, it's amazing to me how we've kind of had this with Minnesota, kind of their rise a little bit this year. Are, are you surprised at the positioning of where we are right now? And the Clippers, we all Clippers were going to be a playoff team. I don't know. If we saw them being once they got the Harden acquisition things really started to take off as Ryan pointed out, putting uh, Russell Westbrook on the bench and that's started to work out really well, getting him off the bench and getting his contributions. Are you surprised at the pecking order where it stands currently in the West? Not shocked. Um, I'm curious if you think anything surprising. I think the Lakers and the Warriors are sort of that old guard where, you know, we can go into the year thinking that their title teams, even though their teams have won titles in the past and they have some of the greatest players of all time, they're sort of older. We've seen these younger teams emerge. I think the one thing that surprised me, I, I, I shouldn't say I'm not surprised by anything, Oklahoma City being in a position to be the one seed. Like, I think we all thought, hey, they're on the right track. They're up and coming. They're good. They're fun. Them being the one seed, which is a real possibility in which they really made a statement the other night against the Clippers. They killed the Clippers the first game out of the All-Star break. Them being the one, that's a, that's a surprise. Minnesota's played better than I thought. Denver sort of coasting mm-hmm. post all post championship. That doesn't shock me. So I guess the one that does surprise me is Oklahoma city. And Ryan, I think used the perfect word. There's parody. We usually think of the NBA and Hey, we, we, we know in August, the two or three teams that are probably going to win it. And the rest is just programming. It's just fodder. Um, it's usually a top heavy league. You think with those warriors Cavs finals, um, the, the, yeah, you, you knew know, it. The, I mean, you knew it with Shaq Kobe, right? It's a league of dominance. Michael Jordan. That's not the case anymore. Okay, the Celtics have a pretty good path in the East. I'd be surprised if they're not in the finals. Uh, but other than that, I mean, there's just a lot of parity in the West. I mean, you're looking at the Suns as a playing team. Uh, the Nuggets maybe in the 4-5 matchup. Uh, the teams like the Lakers, the Warriors. So it's balanced. It's deep. It makes the first couple rounds better. Is there anything that shocks you in terms of the, the NBA, in terms of the seating? You know, it, it does. It surprised me a little bit because we talked about the Lakers and how even with JVT, Jonathan Von Tobo, in our conversation with John, that that maybe this is the, who the Lakers are. They don't have an injury that yeah. they can blame it on. And that surprises me a little bit because LeBron still, what is LeBron in the league? Is he still a top 
15 or, player? Yeah, I, I was going to say 10, 12, something like that. But, like, but not it's not like, like this. It's not this like, significant drop off, though, right? That no, like he still looks he like shoot. They just can't shoot. Yeah, man. it's just. I think the Westbrook trade really did them in. It zapped so many assets. If you look back, what they gave up: Kyle Kuzma, Caldwell Pope. Those are rotation players on a title team. They basically they won a title and they destroyed it the following year, where they had to give up draft picks too. And then Westbrook was a disaster. They had to give up draft picks to get rid of them. So they got it both ways, where it was a, a double, you know, it was double whammy. It took assets to get them. It took assets to get rid of them. I mean, that stuff you could have used to get one more premier player, or one more shooter. I don't know if they kept all that stuff, if they could have gotten somebody like Durant, but that there's one big piece that they're missing and they kind of went all in where they've been strapped with assets because they gave it up all, all up for Westbrook. The Westbrook deal really did them in. And, you know, they got LeBron, they got Davis, they won one title, they made another conference finals. You can't say it's a total disaster. I'd say slightly disappointing when you have LeBron, you have Davis in his prime. You'd like to be a little better than they've been in this four or five year stretch. Again, they won one title. It was in the bubble, which I, I don't give them a hard time about. Look, that was the only circumstance to play these games. People that discount the bubble titles, they just they don't like LeBron or they don't like the Dodgers. Right. They have their own agenda. I mean, what were you going to do? It was a pandemic. They played the games how they had to play them. Um, but I don't know. What else surprised you? Anything? Well, it is. Here's the betting odds. Obviously, it's still the Nuggets as the betting favorite to win the West, even though right now they're technically the fourth best team in the West. We talked about the T-Wolves, OKC, and the Clippers at one, two, and three, but we still with the pedigree. I don't know how much the seedings matter to certain teams and winning divisions and where yeah. they stand. The team that we barely talked about at all. Wizards. No. <laughs> the Wizards. The five seed. The Pellies. And yeah, I, true. It, true. It, it's it's bizarre because I think the most talk about the Pellies is in regard to a beef with Stephen A. Smith and the Pelly social media. And I don't know if you saw that whole thing, but then like the, 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 Stephen A. was blasting Zion fast food. Is the big question is, is weight going to fluctuate? And then all of a sudden, the Pellies took that their social media team, and then basically did a diss track of Stephen A. Smith. As Stephen A. is dogging Zion, they're showing Stephen A. in college. They're putting up his numbers. And it was like, I'm like, what is going on? This is a professional basketball team that's currently the five seed in the West going back at a broadcaster for being a terrible college basketball player. Like, that's where we are with the Pellies? Are, are, do we take them seriously if this is where their collective heads are at? Well, what the, the social media? I don't, I don't pay too much attention, but I don't take them seriously. He's like a title threat as a team that's going to win more than a round. And could they win a round? I guess anybody can win a round, but I don't know. I just, I, yeah, they're they're one of these teams, sort of like Philly, right? I need to see it to believe it. I need to see Zion stay healthy. Uh, and look, they're, they're a five. Being a five in the West is nothing to nobody right. knows that. I just, I don't get the sense that they're a legitimate like title or even Western Conference Finals threat. Yeah. Be proven wrong, but I, I don't get that sense. Here's the thing, though, with seeding. Even if you're Denver and say, hey, we have Jokic, we're coasting, we're fine. You don't want to look up in a scenario where you're in the four or five. And let's say Phoenix moves up to the five and you got you're staring at Durant, Booker and maybe Beal if he's healthy in the first round. And then you have to go through maybe the Clippers. You don't want that path. You want to get these games in your building, uh, which they had last year. It didn't come to that. But you want to start these series and hopefully finish these series at home, one and two at home, seven at home. You don't want to be playing like Phoenix in round one. That's where seeding does come in, into uh, into account here with your opponents and the path you have to go through. Well, and that's the amazing thing, right? So right now the four is Denver, the five is the Pellies. Denver is plus 245 to win the West. The Pellies are 28 to one. 
right? Yeah, and then and then below the Pellies in the six hole are the Mavs, and their number's 13 to 1. This goes to show the, the trust in the betting market. It's, it's, it's almost like forget the records. They're just yeah. looking at the teams, and they're going, well, we trust Luka, I guess Kyrie to a degree, more than we do Zion and the Pellies, right? That's where these things are, even though the Pellies right now are ahead of the Mavericks. Mavericks are not, I mean, I know it's an overused phrase, an easy out. Mavericks are not going to be an easy out. No. Luke is terrifying in a playoff series. Irving, when you get him on the court, is a good offensive player. Some of those trades at the deadline look like they've made, they, they've paid dividends, whether it's Washington or Gafford. Uh, look, we've seen, we, we've seen Luke give Clippers teams a really hard time in the playoffs. So yeah, it should be a fun playoffs. I mean, again, the first round is usually like a waste of time where a lot of those matchups uh, in past years, there's just the top, it's top heavy. So they're, they're not competitive. They just kind of get through the next round. And I, I do miss the days when it was best of five in the first round. It yeah. was so much urgency. They were so much fun. Sometimes these series drag in round one. But we're looking at a good bracket. I mean, teams like the Pelicans, the Mavs at the bottom, if you get like a Lakers or a Warriors in, I mean, those are – there's no easy outs. I, I just – I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, no doubt about it. And again, on the Eastern Conference side, if we're looking for some of those deeper teams, maybe the only one that I see there is the seven seed right now in the Indiana Pacers. That, you know, with the, the Pascal Siakam trade, I don't know how much noise. Right now, the Magic are slated as the six. We talked about the Sixers, their injuries at the five. The Knicks are the walking wounded right now as the four. And JVT pointed out that the Cleveland Cavaliers right now are in the two spot. They're 10 to one to win the East. So maybe they're being overlooked a little bit. But what about Indiana? I mean, Halliburton feels like this is uh, obviously the All-Star weekend was a big weekend for him. And just it really has been a coming out party for him this year in the Pacers. Do they have enough to scare some teams in the East? Uh, they remind me a little bit of the Pelicans or maybe they can run around. I'd be shocked if they won more barring an injury, barring, you know, they, they play a team and their best player gets hurt. I just don't know that they have enough defense. Look, they look Siakam, Halliburton. It's a nice team. It's a good story. They've uh, they've done a nice job rebuilding their team. Everybody seems they never seem to tank. They're never that. They're never great. They're never bad. They're just always sort of in the middle, uh, and, and they've built organically here. But I don't know. I mean, maybe they went around. I, I don't know. Can't see this team in the uh, in like the conference finals or anything. Like and that, you but. don't see anything from Orlando, do you? Is there anything there? Because like, boy, probably like, not. Like the they deeper... can make you uncomfortable, but probably not. I don't. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, like, like not the... a bad team though. No, right. But like the teams in the West that are deep that we just talked yeah. about, like the seven, eight, nines, they they could scare you, right? The, the teams in the East don't scare you as much. It does feel like we're right. really top-heavy here with the Celtics at, at the one. Uh, again, Cleveland could still be the two, but really in the betting odds, it does feel like it's the C's and the Bucks and everybody else. I would agree. And I think, look, the Celtics have a red carpet to the finals. I mean, I don't I don't know who knocks them off. I know the Knicks have a decent team. You could talk about these other teams. Bucks have Giannis and Dame. It's set up for Boston to go to the finals. It really is. Yeah, that's the way it certainly feels at this juncture. So, And the, and the odds certainly... Uh, would back up those sentiments. All right, we've got one more hour to go. Again, get at us, use the hashtag SundayBetPrep or defend your tweet. That's coming up in hour number three. Don't go anywhere. Sunday Bet Prep continues in a moment. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy... 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.